I want to welcome Agile XRM to the podcast. I've known the people at Agile XRM for the past 12 years. I've seen how their business process management tool can add massive value to complex organizational processes in sectors such as finance and government. If you have complex processes or a need for dialogues on the Power Platform or Dynamics 365, take a look at how this BPM tool can add value. You can find them at agilexrm.com or check out the show notes for more details. Welcome to the Power 365 show, where I interview staff at Microsoft across the Power Platform and Dynamics 365 technology stack. I hope you'll find this podcast educational and inspire you to do more with this great technology. Now, let's get on with the show. Today's guest is located in the USA, originally from Canada. She works at Microsoft as a principal program manager. You can find links to her bio and any other social media in the show notes for this episode. So check that out. Welcome to the show, Emma. Thanks for having me. Good to have you on. Tell us a bit about food, family, and fun before we talk about technology. Oh, sure. (laughs) Sounds great. So as you mentioned, I'm originally from Canada. I grew up in, I guess, nearby a small town, Eganville, Ontario. It's about two hours northwest of Ottawa, so good up there in the middle of nowhere. My parents still live there today, and they're actually visiting with me this week, which is nice. Yeah, I grew up on a lake, so lots of swimming and fishing and outdoor stuff continue to do a lot of that for fun. Uh, Here in uh, Seattle, I live with my husband and my little dog named Woody. We have a lot of good fun together. So I guess in terms of food, I I do like to do a little bit of cooking and, and baking. I would probably say my favorite meal is salmon and like potatoes and asparagus oh. done really well and maybe with a nice nice wine as well mm-hmm, that that'd mm-hmm. probably be my uh, my favorite meal of choice. We have gotten into making quite a bit of homemade ice cream recently. Wow. Uh, okay. Kind of like an interesting pandemic hobby we picked up, mm, I guess. Mm-hmm. I like it's very it. tasty. I like it. You know, salmon, it's interesting you say, you know, it's one of your favorite dishes, is that my experience of salmon definitely centers around Seattle. You know, from whether it is down on the markets or I've been out on the on the sounds and uh to one of the islands out there and had, you know, salmon there as well. And since coming home and this and I probably did this maybe I don't know, four years ago, but now ev- at least every two months I make a salmon dish as well because it was such a amazing experience and I try to, you know, paprika and uh, cumin and stuff like that and get the seasoning right and it's just such a nice dish. So delicious. Mm. Actually, what we do is a nice maple and barbecue mm. glaze, like bring in that nice. maple syrup uh, from yeah. Canadian background, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good, so good. So tell us about your journey into Microsoft. How did you end up working for them? What's that? Have you always been in the particular product team you're in at the moment? What's that been for you? Yeah, absolutely. So I went to school at the University of Waterloo in Canada. And that is notable because the program that I did there, Systems Design Engineering, we actually do a bunch of different internships in addition to school. So it's kind of you go four months of school, then four months of work, then four months of school all the way out through five years. So by the end of it, you've got 
two years of work experience and you're done your school. And so one of my internships was actually on Power Apps at Microsoft before wow. Power Apps was even, you know, out mm-hmm. in the world. <laughs> and I guess the the reason why I came back to it is one, I I loved the the mission of the product really, really spoke mm-hmm. to me. And it was just a great opportunity to like see all the rest of the people ar- around me so smart and in and doing things that I wanted to do. And so coming back and and also getting to be in Seattle, which has a lot of the the outdoors things that I enjoy, mm-hmm. just kind of checked all the boxes for me. And so I came back on Power Apps and have been on Power Apps basically that entire time. Wow. Wow. So how many years is it? So I guess it'd be just over five years mm-hmm. uh, full time, mm-hmm. but just over six if you also count when I was there before. Yeah, yeah. I saw some photos coming out of the, the the Power Platform conference showing I think Charles Lamana had a timeline up of the journey of the Power Platform and what's been happening. And it's interesting because for me, you know, I started in 2003 with Dynamics and the Power Platform is really just the iteration, I feel, of what we've had for years. So it's, it's exciting times. But tell us about the area of technology within the Power Platform team that you are responsible for. Yeah. So I spend most of my time thinking about makers and how people create things for Power Apps. Mm-hmm. So the actual app creation experience in the studio. So basically my myself and my team, whenever you hit that plus new app button or edit mm-hmm. app button and the experience you get in that studio and what you see and how you add things and how you save and, and how all that comes together are, are things that I work a lot, a lot on and think a lot out both at work and outside of work. Yeah. So it is the actual full maker experience, right? Where, where everybody sits and, and builds anything. That's right. So what's what's been happening recently with, you know, what are the kind of key highlights that you've landed this year around that maker experience? The things that have probably been asked for for a while down the community. I know things around how do designers get involved with Power Apps and how do, you know, fusion teams, you know, more and more being involved in the whole app lifecycle creation. How's that influenced this last 12 months? So it's been, I mean, time on Power Apps is never boring. It's been such an exciting ride. And I think it's, it's only getting better. A lot of the things that have come out in the last year, like Express Design, which is where you can take a Figma file and convert it to an app or take an image or PDF and upload that. And we use computer vision from actually Azure computer vision from Microsoft and mm-hmm. convert that into an app as well. It just like helps people get farther, get started faster and farther mm-hmm. and then starting from scratch. And it's it's actually been really interesting for myself to use, you know, if you want to do a quick demo and mock mm-hmm. something up really nice in Figma and convert that to an app, it's super quick. And even talking to to folks who have tried out the the image to app, you know, that can be useful for a variety of, of different use cases. Like there's so many yeah. folks out there who have existing forms that are, you know, paper or already in some sort of technology that they want to, mm-hmm. you know, make a power app out of being able to start from that because it kind of like you're trying to replace that or, or build on top of that or extend that mm, mm, mm. Uh, is super powerful. And so that's definitely a, a super great thing that's gone out that we're continuing to invest in to, to make better over the coming while as well. 
Mm-hmm. You often see that, you know, subject matter experts or business stakeholders, they've kind of got an idea of what they would like, and they can sketch that up on a, a napkin even, right? And a piece of paper. This is kind of what I'm looking for. Take a photo of it, upload that, and, and somebody else could take it on and then start building out. That That's just an amazing step forward. Absolutely. And it's actually like, it is almost like magic. It one of uh, the the folks on the team, they were doing a, a meeting with a, a customer, and the customer was like, "No way, this this can't work. This is not real." Uh, mm-hmm, and they mm-hmm. wanted to try it themselves, so they actually like got up on the whiteboard and sketched out yeah. their own thing and took a photo and did it, and it worked. And mm-hmm. it, it was just very magical, I think. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Charles announced uh, yesterday because we're recording this while the Power Platform Conference is on more around collaboration or co-authoring. Tell us a bit about that. So that has been something that we have been working on and will likely continue to work on for a while. Collaboration is going to be key to accelerating app development for everybody who's creating apps. Like gone are the days of times when when folks are solely working by themselves, not, not really connecting with anyone. Like you can still go and build that way and it'll work for you that way. But where we see a lot of use of power apps and where we see a lot of apps being really successful is when people are able to work together closely on on the same app you know whether they have different skills or or different kind of expertise in terms of like business knowledge or technical knowledge allowing all of those people to work together better is just going to mm-hmm. lead to faster app development, uh, better outcomes for them and higher quality apps for the folks who are playing and using them. Mm, And mm, so mm, a lot of our investments in the past while have been in one, co-authoring the announcement was, so allowing multiple different people to open the app for edit at the same time and make changes Mm -hmm. and have those automatically merged in just like you would in the office apps incredibly exciting because when you think about traditional development where you have, you know, you check in code and you need it to compile, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then you make sure everything works and, and you have to do a pull request and it gets reviewed. And there's a lot of goodness from that. And like, that is still a, a good way to work for a lot of complex projects. And that will continue to be an option for folks working on the platform. But mm-hmm. when you think about how much faster you can go when it's what you see is what you get, it automatically compiles live in front of you. And you've gone and and shortened, you have multiple people making those changes and seeing each other's changes as they're working. That's just truly incredible. It's going to change the way that people build software. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about convergence and and app convergence specifically with, you know, um, the two sides of the the camp. So the two camps, if you like, the the model-driven, of course, the Canvas app. And one of the experiences that I'm noticing is that, you know, I go into a new customer and they've been building apps for a a bit. And generally when they've been building apps for a bit, common data services, or sorry, Dataverse is not plugged in behind it, right? Is that they're using another data source and they're, and so I see apps being built, if you like, from a interface down layer, interface to data, where, you know, my background was very much a, a data to presentation layer. And and so this can this concept of convergence is very interesting because, you know, is it going to provide more structure on the canvas side or is it going to provide less structure on the model driven side? How do you see those the convergence of these apps or these app experience developer maker experiences coming together? So I 
I originated from the Canvas side. And mm. over the course of my journey, I've fallen in love with model-driven apps. Like, mm -hmm. uh, and I, I've found, you know, they both have their their strengths. And I think that they actually complement each other quite well. Mm -hmm. Like, I think convergence is not about making them all like one or all like the other, right? Because mm -hmm. we, we don't want to you know, remove or, or erase any of the, the flexibility and customizability of, of Canvas. However, dragging and dropping every single button and writing every single line of code and connecting yeah. and like meticulously managing how every set of data is, is managed in there is super tedious and, and mm -hmm. error prone, right? So like the, there's a lot of benefits, but there's some things that folks struggle with. And then on the model-driven side, it's based off the data. And that allows you to, to do things that are really quite powerful with, you know, us being mm -hmm. able to provide things right out of the box. Um, like a lot of the collaborative apps capabilities, being able to see other people who are on the same form as you automatically uh, is, is a pretty wow moment. Uh, and mm -hmm. getting all of the relevant search pieces out of the box and everything that's based on the data and the data model um, is fantastic. On the downside, that means there's not a lot of customization or flexibility of those experiences, right? Mm -hmm, and so mm -hmm. really, when, when I think of convergence, it's about being like taking the strengths of both and putting them together. And so it doesn't mean that all these things, like they're going away, right? Mm, mm, doesn't mm, mean mm. that, oh no, like I'm no longer going to be able to drag and drop controls and <clears throat> canvas apps mm -hmm. or, oh no, model-driven apps are going away. That's not the goal. The goal is to bring together the strengths. And so the way that uh, we envision this happening is through becoming much more modularized, mm -hmm. right? Today, kind of like it's, you know, your first decision is, okay, what type of app do I want? Instead, mm -hmm. we want to see it move to a page level decision, right? So it's like, you know, I can add yes. endless canvas pages and mm -hmm. maybe that's all I ever want to do and good on you. Like, that's great. But if I ever yeah. want some of that, uh, I guess, you know, automatic views and, and forms and, and dashboards and a lot of the goodness that comes from model driven, I can add a page of that in and vice mm -hmm. versa. Mm -hmm. If I only ever want to build with my views and forms and dashboards and and the experiences that uh, I like today from model driven I can do that but if I ever wanted a a custom home page or 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 anything yeah. like that I could then leverage the canvas stack to to add that in totally makes sense one of the other announcements we've had is around uh cards and power apps is that all being done from uh, within the studio so we work very closely with with the cards team, but uh, mm -hmm. those those are other other folks on the team. That I mean, that's going to be super exciting to to have that take off uh, and being able to have those experiences native in Teams and Outlook. Like it's just such a perfect match for yeah. the collaborative, I guess, needs that we're seeing mm -hmm, folks mm -hmm. have. And and so I'm really excited that we're able to bring that capability uh, yeah. with Power Apps. Where we are on our journey around responsive um, uh, Canvas apps and um, responsiveness and design. So that is super top of mind for us. We have a lot of lot of great minds and uh, fingers at work working on those things. Mm -hmm. uh, responsiveness is really really interesting. It's going to be core for 
you know, building apps that look nice on on any form factor. The challenge is, is that if you put in requirements or restrictions for where and how people can place things in only certain places it will work, you lose some mm-hmm. of that customizability, flexibility. And so there's a certain balance that has to be struck between we want to let folks be able to create what their their vision is in the product, but we also want to help guide them to be able to do that automatically in a way that will span across form factors. And so that's mm-hmm. been a lot of the the discussion that's gone on is how do we provide this this capability automatically by default out of the box is our goal, but still yeah. allow people that flexibility to create what they want. And so over the next year, you'll hopefully be seeing lots of uh, slow and steady improvements coming out uh, for for that. So so when you say out of the box. If I was building um, an app, would it be like, I know it's going to be used on a, an Android, an iOS device, maybe a, a tef, like a phone device. I know it's it's not going to be used, let's say, on a tablet device, and it's going to be used on the desktop. Are those going to be kind of like selections that I can go, I want it on this, this, and this, and then it's going to make sure that it'll compile correctly or you know resize based on the um I assume some type of check on the device that it's sitting on? Yeah, so the way that it would work is that based on the size where the app is is running mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the contents of the page would resize accordingly to fill that based on the layouts and such that have been mm-hmm. selected and built with so if you wanted so, to build something for mobile uh mm-hmm. and only ever mobile like you would see it in that mobile form factor in the studio and work on it and yes. build on it and it would work the way that you saw and then if you resized it to be on the web you would see those contents also be able to reflow and resize to fill that mm-hmm. space changing topics you mentioned before figma and mm-hmm. uh and uh, you know earlier this year we saw the announcement regarding figma um you've been able to, you know, integrate with Figma. And of course, this opens up our, the whole graphic design side of things to work with with Power Apps. I've got people on my team doing that exact thing at the moment. And then, you know, I was surprised that it was Figma only and not Adobe XD. And then, of course, in the last, what, three weeks, we've heard that Adobe has acquired Figma. And what's does that impact any of your thinking going forward? And because, I say this because, you know, I've worked with Adobe for years and write back the best web design applications that used to be in the market got acquired by um, uh, Adobe and then they wrap them into their other products and pretty much they just die and disappear. So are we going to see, and of course you don't know this, but, you know, the potential is is that Figma is going to be deprioritized over the IP out of Figma being pushed into Adobe XD. And then that is, what's, how's that affecting your thinking as a team? So I think there will always be a place for designers being able to, or, or anyone else for that matter, being able to take the the designs and things that they, they dream of and sketch out and turn that into mm-hmm. an app. How that happens and with what particular products like that might change over time. Like right now we have like, we're okay with the Figma integration. It's great. It's working mm-hmm. well. We'll continue to, to support that. And, you know, if, if things come up, we may consider adding additional support for, for other products as, as needed. What about, though, what, as an, I'll be keen to understand, what feedback have you had since Figma has become available? Because it's kind of, for years, I feel it's been a whole area that the 
app creation experience has been the domain of developers and in, in our Microsoft land and not really a lot around the graphic design. And now we're seeing this all come together. Since its launch, what kind of feedback are you hearing from the market? Is there excitement around it? Is there kind of, wow, this makes it so much more engaged as in like to create a fusion team, you are really giving the tools to the various stakeholders in that scenario. What's been the feedback in market? The feedback in market has been pretty great so far. Like I think uh, it has gotten to an opportunity, like it's been perceived as a great opportunity for folks to work together better mm-hmm. because then it's less of an entirely, you know, different handoff open to interpretation a- along the way. And it's more, everyone's able to work together on the same tool set, essentially mm-hmm. like the, the feedback on specifically the, the Figma toolkit to convert it is that we want more controls and more options. And we hear that same feedback for the product as well. So I think it's more mm-hmm. of a, a feedback for the product than specifically for Figma. But in general, yeah. it's been good being able to bring those audiences together and, and help them work together more efficiently. Is there a roadmap for how that integration is going to work and will more be added or have we just have we, have we gone as far as we're going at this point? Uh, so right now it's in preview. We are working towards mm-hmm. general availability and improving the the conversion and everything and the other options that are available inside of the toolkit for the GA mm-hmm. date soon. We'll likely continue to to invest and figure out how we make the the round trip between Figma and and the app better. For example, looking at nice. you know doing instead of just an entire app at the beginning, what if you could take a Figma screen and convert that to an individual screen or page inside of an app um, and be able to, you know, instead of having the whole app need to be built out at the beginning to convert, just do it piecemeal as you need. And and it would be much easier for folks to be able to to take that and build build it out as they need if the designer Mm -hmm, or whoever mm -hmm. was involved in the process along the way. Yeah, that that totally makes sense. Even what you're talking about convergence, app convergence before is that, the, you know, if it's more modular, I can just design the piece, the feature that's needed here in context of that. That's that's awesome. I'm, I'm loving where everything is going. Before I let you go, is there anything else that's top of mind for you? I think in general, I just the community and, and the makers I get to work with are fantastic. There's a lot of, you know, exciting things that I'm grateful to get to work on to be able to provide for the community. Another top of mind one is, you know, export to PDF and working with files, Mm -hmm. which is also uh, some improvements coming there soon as well. So that, among other things, I mean, it's just been great to have the, the active voice of the community helping give input on on the directions we're going in and the things that we're investing in. So looking forward to to more of that. I like it. I like it. Emma, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm your host, business application MVP, Mark Smith, otherwise known as the NZ365 guy. If there's a guest you'd like to see on the show from Microsoft, please message me on LinkedIn. If you want to be a supporter of the show, please check out buymeacoffee.com forward slash NZ365 guy. How will you create on the Power Platform today. Ciao.